0: Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pamela Brewer welcoming you to this edition of Mind Talk and to this edition of 530 here on Mind Talk. 530 is the experience, the story of a man whom many of you know as Jim Brown. He has been a producer here at Mind Talk for 25 of its 25 years. Jim was diagnosed with mixed dementia on 5:30, and hence the name of the program today. We're kind of flipping the script a little bit, and Jim is going to be talking to me and asking me questions. So, Jim, welcome to Mind Talk, and I think you're about to put me on on the hot spot. <coughs>
1: I don't know if it's a hot spot for when it comes to you. You're not. You're never on a hot spot. You're so, so prepared for these things. I, I'm mostly going to just, uh, have a conversation with you about about me, and about what your observations are. Uh, the main thing I wanted to 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 get started with is uh. When you talk to me or talk to people, about. Um, dementia and so forth. Uh, what is your um, what's your common uh, uh, what's your common concern?
0: When you say what's my common concern, you mean about just sort of dementia in general, or you in particular? I'm not sure what you're asking. In general? Uh, Well, in general, you know, I I guess I don't know whether to refer to it as a concern. I suppose it is a concern. Uh, Dementia, depending on where you are on the spectrum, is a predictor of decreasing awareness, decreasing alertness, decreasing memory. And so I get concerned about what that's going to look like for you moving forward.
1: Mm-hmm. When you talk to people about it, though, uh, not, not me in particular, but when you talk to people about it, what is the most um, pressing concern for you in terms of... Uh, coming up with the right question, the right things to say?
0: I'm not quite sure I'm getting the question. You're going to have to help me. I'm not quite sure what you're asking.
1: Uh, I'm asking how are you uh, determining whether you're on the right track when you talk to people or not? How do you know whether they're really hearing you and whether you're getting the information you need to get from them.
0: Are, Are you talking about medical people or lay people in general?
1: Lay people.
0: Okay. Well, you know, you can almost never really know if you're getting across to someone the information that you would like for them to have. There are all kinds of ways and reasons that people take information in and process it. I I guess my typical goal in talking to people about dementia is that it's the kind of illness that can last over a long period of time, over years, that someone can actually have dementia, not know it, and nor do the people around them know it. So I guess my greatest concern and talking to laypersons is my attempt to educate that dementia isn't this thing that you get a diagnosis on that day, and then all of a sudden, on that day, your whole world changes and your interaction with the world changes. Your world changes in that you have a diagnosis that is new and frightening uh, on many levels, but the the person experiencing dementia, the person who is, or people who are caregiving, uh, the person with that diagnosis—it doesn't all change overnight.
1: I hear you. Um, for instance, with me, um, the—I I, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm not—I'm not fearful right now. Okay. When I say fearful, I'm not afraid that I'm going to lose it or that I'm going to not remember something. And I don't know if that's good or bad. But that's a feeling I have.
0: Well, you know, there's no point in you sort of taking a bath in fear. So, if you're saying that you're not fearful of these things, that's probably fine. Um, I see lapses in memory and I see behaviors that are off kilter for you. Uh, So I'm more concerned about what kinds of things you will need to have in place moving forward so that when you need certain services or assistance that it will actually be there. Uh, that, that's kind of where I tend to go. What what can be done now and what needs to be done in preparation for the future?
1: What should be in place just in case. Right. It's kind of, um, it's interesting to hear you talk about it and it's hard for me to relate to it because I'm not, as I said, my that fear is not there with me. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's not there. And I get... I get, I get very, um, um, I, I get upset sometimes when when uh, someone, not you particular, but someone relates to me and relate to me as if I'm not there and that they're going to have to bring me there so that I understand what they're saying. You understand what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think what you're saying is that when people relate to you as though you're not fully present you're not cognizant of what's going on in the moment that it's kind of frustrating and annoying yes and you know that's one of the things that i'm hoping that we can communicate as we uh go along our course of doing this series because it's it's true people assume that once you have a diagnosis that all of a sudden magically Every worst thing that be, could be connected to that diagnosis is real, right then and there. And and I think in a lot of ways that's people trying to understand. Uh, but so they you know will often bring it down to what is really the the easiest common denominator. It's it's hard to understand that somebody can have a diagnosis of dementia and remember any number of things that happened yesterday not remember what happened five minutes ago but remember what happened five years ago but in the five minutes past where something happened they were there and fully present in that five minutes five minutes later it's forgotten that's confusing for people
1: that's mm-hmm. see. And and I found myself in that situation a few times um, where, you know, people have referred to something that was said, you know, uh, just a few minutes ago. And I'll say, what'd you say? <laughs> as if I know, uh, as if I don't know that they said it, but in fact, they did say it. And I'll remember five minutes late, later in the, in, in the conversation that yes, they did mention that, and um, I didn't respond. It, it's time for a break now, so we'll take the break and then come back.
0: That sounds good, folks. My name is Pamela Brewer. You are listening to Mind Talk with Dr. Pamela Brewer, and the other voice you're hearing today's interviewer is Jim Brown who, as I said before, has been with MindTalk for the 25 years of its existence and has chosen to share his experience of mixed dementia with all of you. We'll be right back. Jim, you were asking me about some of my concerns in talking to other people. I'm curious, you and I have talked about this several times, but your decision to share your diagnosis with others, what were some of your concerns uh, as you made that decision? You didn't just suddenly say, I think I'll do this. You really thought about it for a while,
1: and then said that it was something you wanted to do? It's um, not knowing anything about uh, what's going on. I wanted to make sure that people somehow found a way to understand it a little bit better. Uh, The majority of the people that I had, that I knew anything about, that had... uh, 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 this condition, were people that I respected and people that I knew, and, and I knew that that they were had to be going through some traumatic things, and uh, not just because uh, they looked like they were struggling and uh, looked like they were under a lot of unduly stress, um, but they were having, I wanted to know exactly what they were feeling and so forth. And I I said, well, you know, as I experienced it, I'm going to see if I can explain to people how I feel. Uh, I'm trying to remember her name now, the restaurant owner in, uh, in New York uh, who went through a terrible time for a while. Um, uh, I forget her name. But she had a, a, a great deal of, of, um, problems just keeping her business going. And her, her restaurant survived. It was a famous restaurant in New York. Um, and,
0: and did she have dementia? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, and she survived. I well, she survived, the business survived, but I don't hear anything about her now, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a, it was a shock to me to watch uh, what was going on with her and her family and so forth and how her her husband and and, and all her people around her just collapsed around her and, and, and supported her. B. Smith was her name. B Smith I'm sorry? B Smith? oh
0: uh, yes.
1: Yes. Yes. And uh, that was a that was a, a real shocker. Um uh I said to myself, if that happens to me, I I think, and I, I was, as she was going through it and they talked about it for months, I was wondering how she was feeling and what she was feeling and how she was processing everything that's going on with her. And I said, I, you know, that's one of the reasons why I said I want to share with people what I'm feeling so that people get an understanding of what's going on. Uh, because from the outside, looking in, she didn't seem to have any problems at all.
0: Uh, She's a beautiful woman. She yes. always looks stunning. She's yes. always well put together. Right. And I mean, that's the other thing. You can't really look at somebody and determine what's going on with them on the inside. You know, exactly. as people see you, look at you today, first of all, they're astounded by... The difference between how you look and what your chronological age is Mm -hmm. and in the moment unless you are confused about something in the moment Mm -hmm. most of the time you can have a fun coherent thoughtful insightful clever conversation Mm -hmm. and then 10 minutes later it might not be that way at all so Mm -hmm it's confusing to you and it's confusing often to people around you because they don't quite know what to expect, Mm -hmm. which is maybe one of the points to make about dementia. I mean, you can sort of, there's a list of stages and things that you can expect, you know, going down the road, but what can you expect in the minute? You know, you're not going to know until that minute happens. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, uh, uh, people understand and clinicians will uh, talk about as uh, the dementia experience becomes more significant combativeness that often comes with the illness, Uh, whether it's verbally combative or physically combative. uh, There, there are those kinds of things that, you know, people just assume that that's what's going on right now. But their prediction is that that's what will likely happen at some point. Mm. You know, dementia is not, I mean, they're doing all kinds of research now, and I'm not, I don't have the latest research, but at this point, dementia is not something from which you recover. Um, On the other hand, you know, the reality is you could get hit by a car tomorrow with or without dementia. So... You know, it's it's a balancing act. I think, in terms of how you think about it, from the outside looking in, and how you experience it from the inside looking out. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. True. What do you think? True, true, uh, and 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 from a person who's now uh, in the midst of it, uh, I'm saying, and my thought as you were talking was, I'll be the one who will recover.
0: <laughs> you see and, and I think that that is a critically important attitude so
1: to have. it's it's that's the that's the attitude I have and that's the way I find myself now saying hey uh that's important to me to be uh as alert and as present as I can for as long as I can and that's Part of it, what's one of my goals, my daily goals is to eat right, do the things I need to do to make sure that uh, I keep my body in fairly good shape, to make sure that I can always function uh, mentally, physically, and so forth, uh, and uh, stay as, as healthy as I can so that I can uh, ride this thing, ride it out as long as I can to make sure that I'm here.
0: And, you know, what's true about some people when they receive a diagnosis that is chronic in nature is that they do give up. It does feel overwhelming. They give up. Sometimes the people around them give up so that, you know, you're saying the reverse of that. You expect to be the one who's going to survive this. You expect to be the one who's going to recover. You expect to be the one who's going to be here doing what you do and until you don't and and that's I think is really important and energizing for you and I think really hopeful and helpful for those who may be listening and for those who know you Mm -hmm. you haven't decided to sit back and just let this overtake you
1: no I've uh, one of my uh friends who um uh every conversation I have with her um that's Terry. She tells me, they lied about you. <laughs> what they said about you is not true. Mr. Brown, that's not true. They're not telling the truth. They they, 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 they misdiagnosed. I said, okay, thank you, Terry. I appreciate that. <laughs> but she that's what she says. And um, I, I like that kind of spirit. I like that kind of, that hope. Um, because I feel a lot of that myself. Uh, I guess it's because I don't really, I haven't really soaked in. I haven't really, um, got to a point where I really, uh, feel the effects of, of the, of this, 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 um, this problem. As much as it actually is, you know what I mean? the reality of it is not that I feel slow, I feel this, I feel that. There are times when I am very, very concerned about um, about remembering things. There are times when I'm very concerned about uh, concentration and being understanding and, and, and understanding what other folks are saying and doing. And there are moments when I do get confused, uh, and I and I look at those moments and say, you know, "What caused that to happen?" And a lot of times, I I, I I look at it and I say, "It's happened because I didn't get enough sleep last night. Uh, I'm tired. I watch too much television. Uh, I went all day and didn't eat anything." Uh, I, I put it on those kinds of things because I think physically my body needs to be up up and 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 function all the time and uh, when that doesn't happen I think I'll lapse into those moments where I where I, where, 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 where where I get uh, really uh, out of it
0: You know, the, one of the, the complications, I think, and there are many, about the experience of, diagnose, uh, of dementia, and, you know, some of, as you told me, some of your doctors have said this to you, I mean, are in fact getting older. Uh, and so some of the things that you assume you should be doing and worry that you can't do because of dementia may in fact be because you're getting older. Your your gait is sometimes off. You stumble sometimes. Um, What's that about? Uh, It's hard for you to get up and and sit down sometimes. What's that about? So there's still many questions that are out there about the experience of dementia and what is and isn't, and what's simply a matter of being around long enough to experience on some levels more than you would like to with your physical body.
1: Mm That's true. It's time for a break again.
0: Okay, we and, will take a break. I'm Pamela Brewer. You're Jim Brown. Folks, you're listening to Mind Talk, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you. things that I think is important uh, Jim that I've noticed about you that I think it's important for other people to really think about for themselves and their loved ones is that um, from, my, uh, from what I understand you make sure that you're up every day. you day don't spend the days in bed you're up you're dressed you're moving around you're taking walks um, you're cooking there are times when your cooking is a little bit odd But there are other times when your cooking is just fine. So, you know, I do hear you when you say that things that you used to be able to do around your home, you now find yourself having to get somebody else to come in and do them for you. And and you talk about, it's almost as though you're grieving the fact that those are things that you're not able to do in the way that you were in the past. And sometimes it'd be kind of nice if you give yourself a break.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. But for 20 years, when we lived in in Maryland, uh, the house we lived in, we, most of the work that was done in the house was work that I did. And I took that as time when I, uh, was able to do. And I did it. I did all that work because I really felt great at being able to, to have the skills to do the repairs, to do all the things that, um, that I, that I needed to do. So that was, that was key to my, to my, uh, to my motivation, to my strength, to everything that that was about me. Uh, I don't find myself that energetic to do those kind of things anymore. Um,
0: And I think with some of those things, if it's something that's complex, you know, you're known for attacking a problem until the problem is resolved. It could take you a day, it could take you 10 days, it could take you a year. You're not going to let the problem go until the problem no longer exists. And nowadays, what happens is you get confused sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you can't spend the same kind of energy and attention on the problem. And, and I know that's troublesome for you.
1: It is. It is. And uh, um, most of that, uh, to me, uh, seems to be that I have a lot that I've allowed myself to just sort of slow down and not stay involved physically with a lot of things. I didn't physically, uh, follow all of the protocols I should follow in terms of staying up on literature and things that, uh, affected my business. Uh, I didn't follow up on, uh, on many of the things that, that, that would make it, um, uh, possible for me to be um, um as productive as I always was and because I didn't follow up on those things uh things became more difficult for me because I didn't I didn't stay up. But you know
0: Jim I I you know, what is that about? Is that about not following through? Is that about being tired? Is that about dementia? Is that about aging? It doesn't, at this point, I'm not sure that it really matters. And and you do spend a fair amount of time blaming yourself as though you were the one who decided that you were gonna have dementia one day and so you you didn't do all these things and now this is your punishment. I mean, you kind of present yourself in that way when you're talking about it sometimes and aside from the fact that you did not create this um you know I think it's just really unfair.
1: I hear what you're saying, and I don't mean to to beat myself up that way you do though, but it's <laughs> it's sort of like i I guess it's me searching for reasons why things are going on the way they are, not because I am um, uh, sorry, or, 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 I'm pitying myself, but I do have some very, some very deep, um, feelings about, uh, my capabilities and what I'm should be doing versus what I am capable of doing. And, you know, and I think that's, know. that's, that's, that's the word that I, uh, that I, um uh, those are words that I that I uh, come up with
0: yeah and and they're not helpful and sometimes they're actually harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they can take you down the but down the path of shame and blame, which is not useful, which is often inaccurate and and I know we're running out of time. I will simply say to you what I often say to my clients, which is, Uh, Blaming yourself and shaming yourself has absolutely no value whatsoever. Being curious is a different matter. And being curious takes you forward. So I encourage you to be curious, Mr. Brown, not shaming and blaming. And with that, folks, we're going to get out of here. Our time is up for today. We will be back soon. If you would like to express any comments or send us an email, you can send an email to me, Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A, at mindtalk.org. That's M-Y-N-D-T-A-L-K dot O-R-G. And you can always listen to the MindTalk programs at mindtalk.org. And remember always, if it's unacceptable, it's unacceptable.